Hi everyone, my name is Saul Huang and I'm one of the pastors at Victory Alabang. You're listening to Preaching in Practice, a podcast where we talk about last week's preaching and how we can put it into practice. Today, our topic is on justifying grace. What is it? And what does it really do for you and me? So in order for us to understand justifying grace, we need to look at these two words. First of all, justice, and second word is grace. Justice is a term used for what is right or as it should be. In fact, justice is one of God's attributes and flows out of His holiness. What it means is that our God, who is our Creator, happens to be holy and just. It is who He is and it is His very nature. So as a holy God, He has no defect, no blemishes, no faults, no failures. He is perfect. In other words, there's nothing wrong or evil about God. And because He is perfect, He does things right, as it should be. But compared to God, who are we? We are all imperfect human beings. Our nature, in fact, is to do wrong. The Bible calls it sin. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there is no one perfect. There is no one holy. And there is no one who is righteous or doing justice. So if God is a holy and just God, and we all human beings are not, then we have this big gap between God and us. There's a big separation, a huge separation between God and all of us. Why? Because a holy God will not stand sin. Imagine with me for a while. Try getting a glass of pure drinking water and mix it with 0.0001 cc of contaminated water. My question is, would you drink it? Absolutely not. I know you're probably thinking about it and it's yuck. Well, it is. And our God, in the same way, cannot drink contaminated water or meaning we cannot, He cannot drink sin. God hates sin. Sin embodies everything that is contrary to the holy nature of God. In fact, it is offensive to Him. Sin is a crime against God. And since it is a crime, it demands justice. There's a penalty or punishment that has to be served. In our justice system, a person who commits capital crimes like murder, rape, or treason were given the capital punishment. And it was the death penalty which was in effect from 1946 until 1986 when it was abolished in 1987. And according to Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that the punishment for sin or the wages of sin is death. Now, it doesn't mean that because you're a sinner now, you'll die right away. Although we all will face death somehow. But the death penalty for sin in the Bible is not just physical death, but a spiritual kind of death. When we sin, we experience the symptoms of spiritual death. Like, for example, the feelings of guilt and shame, the feelings of fear and confusion, the feelings of being unworthy. And to some point, we feel separated and distant from God. 
But ultimately, spiritual death leads us to eternal death. Eternal death is one, as one commentator said, is, is the miserable fate of the wicked in hell. So the separation now from God becomes eternal and final, and it can never be reversed. The question is, what's going to happen to sinners like us? Well, this is where grace steps in. You see, grace is the free and unmerited favor of God. It is manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. It is God's favor toward the unworthy or God's benevolence on the undeserving. You see, as sinners, we don't deserve anything good. And if there's anything we deserve, it is eternal death. But grace, grace is also an essential part of God's character. You see, grace is closely related to God's benevolence, His love, and His mercy. Chuck Swindle said that every time the thought of grace appears, there is the idea of its being undeserved. In no way is the recipient getting what he or she deserves. Favor is being extended simply out of the goodness of the heart of the giver. And the giver here is God. God, out of His great love for all of us, gave His mercy. Instead of judgment, He gives mercy. And mercy is defined as this. It is the compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. God has every right to punish us because He is a holy and just God. But God, who is also loving and compassionate, shows His mercy. This is where we marry these two words, justice and grace, justifying grace. How can this be even possible? How can justice, the judgment of God, and the love of God come together? So to satisfy God's justice and at the same time show uh, His great love and mercy, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in verse 24 it says, And are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So when you talk about the justice of God, that would serve the punishment, the penalty for sin, come, would come cross love, coming together in this intersection called the cross. This is where the justifying grace of God comes. Romans chapter 3, 25 to 26. Let me continue. It says there, whom God put forward as a propitiation, meaning Jesus. And propitiation or to Propitiate means to win or regain the favor of God. How? By His blood. By the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it says here, to be received by faith. And I want you to hold on that thought of faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance, He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. This justifying grace is so hard 
to fathom or understand. Think about that. How can a pure and holy and righteous God would ever forgive sinners like us and even save us and even bless us? But Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, But God shows His love for us. You see, it's the love of God. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by His blood, much more shall we be saved by Him from the wrath of God, meaning the judgment of God. It's amazing. Think about that. Judgment and the love of God come, would come together, would marry together, and it's called justifying grace at the cross where justice is satisfied and the love of God shown through Jesus Christ. So what do we do now? Well, there's a scripture in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, and the scripture was actually written by Paul. It was a time when Paul and Silas were in prison when, when they were actually preaching the gospel. And at one point, while they were praying, while they were worshiping, a violent earthquake hit that prison cell and all the prison doors flung open, the chains, the shackles went down and the jailers were so afraid and they went to Paul and Silas. They asked, what should we do now? And, and Paul, Paul says, Paul and Silas says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Another scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, Therefore, by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Justifying grace is the gift of God through Jesus Christ. It is when the justice and the love of God comes together. And it is only received when we believe in Jesus. When we believe that Jesus lived this life, a sinless life. And when he died at the cross, which we were supposed to die. And when he rose from the dead, so showing all of us that there is eternal life. If you believe in what Jesus had done, you will be saved. It is when we come at a point of our life and surrender to Jesus Christ and accept that we have all sinned before a loving God and just ask for His forgiveness. So what do we do? It's simple. Believe in our Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you that at the cross you have satisfied your justice and at the same time you have shown your love and mercy through our Lord Jesus Christ. So today we acknowledge that we are all sinners needing a Savior. We repent and we turn away from all our sins, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and make Him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord, that I have been forgiven, that I have eternal life, and that I have the blessings of our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website, www.victoryalabang.church. While you're at it, you can share this with your friends too. Tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode.